Principal Matters Podcast, episode 347. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're going to talk about becoming better leaders with my special guest, Robin Hamasaki. Robin Hamasaki is the Managing Director of Leadership Development, the National Association of Secondary School Principals. And previously, she served as School Leadership Development Specialist for the Colorado Department of Education, where she developed the state's first Principals Leadership Institute. She is a former principal at elementary and pre-K levels. She was a teacher for middle and high school students. She has a long track record of education history and accomplishments, but she was also a, and is a retired colonel in the U.S. Army Reserves, where she served for 32 years. Robin Hamasaki, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. I'd like to ask my guests to fill in the blanks on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you. Well, thanks, Will. It's an honor to be here with you and serving our school leaders from my role at NASSP. Well, so a little bit about me, born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, where I um, believe that family is everything. And growing up as a child who loved school, I also believe that school is everything. And, mm-hmm. and so throughout my school schooling years and uh, time as a teacher and principal, I've always thought that if I could grow kids, staffs, people, human beings to be the best versions of themselves to serve our our constituents out in the field, which are students, then that's my goal. That's my dream. That's my core value is just to do my best to serve so that the generations that come up after us will continue to serve and do their best as well. Well, Robin, Principal Matters listeners know that one of my greatest joys is introducing them because they are extraordinary people to other extraordinary people. And Robin Hamasaki, I'm just going to say this to, to listeners. You and I don't just know each other from this podcast and from the conversation we're getting ready to have now. We've known each other now for the last two or three years. I'm going to say the last three years. When we first went through some coaching training together that was hosted by the National Association of Elementary School Principals when you were still working for Colorado's Department of Education, but most recently through the work that you've done with NASSP. And I am so excited because this summer in July, the National Association of Secondary School Principals is hosting its first in-person conference since the pandemic. And you have been given the responsibility and the privilege of putting together this amazing conference. So I'm just going to let listeners know the direction we're going in today's conversation about ways they can become better leaders First, we're going to dive a little bit into what they can expect if they connect with NASSP's professional learning, and especially if they come to the summer's conference. But then I want to back up and just jump into your story, your own leadership journey, some of the things that you've learned in both education and in the military. But let's start with what's coming up in July. I am going to be in Denver, Colorado, along with a long list of other educators that are coming. But why don't you give us a little bit of a taste of what principals or education leaders could expect if they connect with that conference this summer? 
All right. Thanks, Will. Well, first of all, I'm just so excited to be helping and assisting and leading our Ignite 23. When I was a principal, I always thought if I ever left the principalship, I wanted to do something to continue to serve our school leaders. And professional learning is my thing, is my, is my passion. And um, to continue to serve principals in this fashion, principals and assistant principals, it's, it's just an honor. So what you can expect, because I'm going to see all of you out there in Denver, Colorado, my hometown this summer, is, is really some hot topics that, as a principal, from my perspective, I think we're all grappling with. And, and four of our conference strands or themes are this. One, building leadership capacity, right? Distributing our leadership as school leaders to our teachers to empower them so that we together can, can collaboratively operate the school. So it's not just me, the principal, right? It's, it's we got to do it together. It's a team approach. We all know that a principal's job is daunting and, um, and we can't do it all. So when we empower our teachers and our staffs and our students and our families to, to offer one and one for all, collaborative, true collaboration can occur and we can make things happen seamlessly. And then people have a sense of ownership. So building leadership capacity is one. Two, climate and culture. We all know the value of climate and culture in schools right now is paramount, right? Like number one, for me anyway, uh, a key thing to focus on is relationships and building those relationships with parents, families, students, and teachers and staffs. So when you cultivate that culture and climate in your building, people will then feel empowered to do their best. Students will achieve because they feel like people believe in them. They feel welcomed and included in schools. And, and that whole climate and culture is so important uh, when a principal establishes their footprint in the school. Engaging and motivating students is a, the third strand. We all know that we do not want sit and get education for our students. We wanna motivate them, we wanna inspire them, we wanna make them feel like they can do anything. And, and that's the teachers leading their students in the classroom, but then it's the school leaders really inspiring our teachers to make that happen. So that's a, that's a third strand. And then the fourth is whole school wellness. We all know that at the end of the pandemic, um, our staffs and students came back to school exhausted and tired, right? We need to figure out ways, whole school system ways, to, to really reinvigorate and re-engage our students and our staffs so that they can come back refreshed, rejuvenated, and, and ready to go in a very positive and healthy way. So these four strands are powerful powerhouse strands that we're excited to present to our, our school leaders in the field this summer. The, some popular keynotes that we're inviting to inspire us are people like Principal L, Salome Thomas L. He's gonna be focusing on climate and culture and really reaching students and getting student stories out um, and believing in students first. We have people like Robin Jackson, She's gonna focus on building leadership capacity and, and really that, that system and structure on how do we build this system to support our, our students so that 100% of them can achieve success. We have the uh, amazing Elena Aguilar coming out 
as a coach and a principal coach, she, she, she would say she loves that coaching piece. And so she's actually going to be on stage coaching some principals on problems of practice and, um, and showing us how we might have difficult conversations and courageous conversations with uh, our families and, and teaching staff. And then fourth, we will close the session with Gary Brooks, uh, our humorous, um, how do you even say, inspiring Gary that will lead us in conversations about culture and climate and, um, and launch the, the end of the session in July. We also have our own uh, very great Jimmy Casas. He's gonna be facilitating a luncheon at Ignite. And so if you haven't signed up for Jimmy Costas's lunch yet, hey, you might want to do that because it's going to sell out very soon. And I'm excited to hear Jimmy, you know, speaking from the heart about how, how do we uh, take care of our, our teachers and our, our families from, from an authentic, genuine, like, hey, when I stepped into that principalship decades ago, what, what was it that I wanted to really make happen? in those first years as a principal before I got really exhausted and um, started to feel the, the challenges of the principalship. So big, big long list of uh, greatness happening at Ignite and I look forward to seeing you all there. Oh my gosh. So, okay, Principal Matters listeners, you're gonna see this in the show notes, but I'm just gonna place a link in the show notes for you. But if you are close to your computer or you've got your phone, of course, and you're not driving or unsafe, you need to go to ignite.nassp.org and sign up right now if you haven't already for this summer's conference. Now, I know some of you are going to be going to other conferences across the summer. Maybe some of my friends from the National Association of Elementary School Principals will be on the other side of the U.S. attending that conference. But if you haven't already committed to a conference, this is the one that you need to come to. Robin, I had this thought as you were going through those four areas of building leadership capacity, school culture and climate, student engagement, motivation, and whole school wellness, that if I was trying to point someone toward like, here's a great book for you to read to improve your principal leadership these would be the chapters that I would want to be having that book that I would point them towards. In fact, just yesterday, I had a, a friend call me at home and he said, Will, I've got a brand new principal, uh, a friend who's becoming a brand new principal. Could you send him um, just like the top four, five podcasts that you've done that could help him as he gets started in this work? And of course, I said, well, I'll be happy to do that. I'll go back and look in, in my in my categories and see which ones I would send them. But as you're talking right now, I was just thinking this, this, you've done it. You've built a conference here, Robin, you and your team that have addressed those most important areas for school leaders who want to grow really vibrant and healthy schools. And not only that, but you've invited these amazing keynote speakers in with Robin Jackson and Elena Aguilar and Gary Brooks and Jimmy Casas and Principal L. Um, and Principal Ellen and Jimmy Costas have both been guests on this podcast. So Principal Managers listeners, if you want to go back and listen to those conversations, they're in the archives. But kudos, Robin Hamasaki. Um, <laughs> so anything else you want to add in terms of what folks can expect from this experience? Yes. So thank you for asking me this, that question, because I almost forgot. So, you know, we all attend conferences and 
we we don't want it to be a one-stop shop. You go to a conference and then you go back to your buildings and then the building is on fire and you put what you learn on the shelf and then you don't get to realize some of the wonderful learnings that you learned about at a conference. Well, we don't want that to happen to us, our principals. So we're designing a post-Ignite event series, professional development learning series, that continues the learning of the four strands in the fall of the new school year. So that, hey, you come to the conference, you learn some great strategies and have wonderful conversations with your peers. And then summer, you know, August hits and you're getting ready for school and you're building schedules and you're hiring last minute teachers. And then you might think, oh, what did I learn at that conference? Well, if you continue to join our post-Ignite series, you will get to continue the learning in either the building leadership capacity strand, climate and culture strand, engaging and motivating student strand, or the whole school wellness strand, monthly series. And I'm not going to reveal who our guests are yet, but they will be facilitating the series. So it's not just a group of principals showing up. We're going to actually have some great educators who will be at the conference facilitating these post-event series so that the conversation continues. They're going to share a little bit of content. So we're going to have little micro content, little conversations. And then you're going to have conversations with the peers, maybe in breakouts, maybe in whole groups, but then you get to continue the thinking and the learning and the doing and the applying in virtual, right? In virtual um, meetings. But, but then you can leave the conversation with a lingering thinking of, oh yeah, that's what I learned at the conference. I'm gonna continue this conversation with the facilitator. And, um, and then our goal is that you can transfer and actually apply that learning in your schools in real time with real staffs throughout your fall and winter and hopefully throughout the spring. So that's an exciting new professional learning series that's gonna come your way. Oh my goodness, Robin, I cannot wait. You know how much I love to learn and I am so excited to take what we're going to be talking about in person and watch that continue throughout the school year. So one of my greatest joys is connecting leaders to learning. And so Robin, um, I hope this isn't the, the, I hope this is just the first of many times that my listeners are going to connect with wonderful things that you and your team are continuing to develop through NASSP. And just to let listeners know too, um, you know, the history that I've had with the National Association goes way back to when I was first named an assistant principal of the year by Oklahoma in 2011-12. And I did, that was my very first time to go to a national event with NASSP. And then I went to the national conference that summer and I just fell in love with the learning, which led me eventually to the work that I've done with our state association for the last five years after I left the principalship. And so I have just gained so much value through the relationships I've built, through the people I've met, through the through the ongoing collaboration. So Principal Matters listeners, this um, opportunity is not just so that you can go to a great conference or even connect with great learning that might happen after the conference, but really it's it's a way to build your own capacity as a leader by connecting with other people that can really be, I'm, and I'm not trying to exaggerate, it can really be life-changing mm-hmm. in your career when you when you're consistently connecting and collaborating with other people for ongoing growth together. 
And so thank you, Robin, for putting something together that's this amazing. Hi, friends. I want to take a quick break here to ask you a question. Did you know that leaders learn better together? When we isolate ourselves from the input and insight of others, then we work within the limitations of our own ideas and experience. And that's why I'm so grateful that you're listening to this podcast right now. It's also why I want to keep you informed of upcoming episodes, as well as leadership academies, mastermind offerings, or executive coaching opportunities I'm making available to leaders like you. Go to williamdparker.com and check out the services link to learn more, or visit my website and select the subscribe button to be on the weekly Principal Matters mailing list. Thank you so much for learning together. Now let's jump back into the rest of today's episode. Feel free to add more thoughts about what's coming up at the conference, but I do want to be able to dig a little bit into your story. You've had a lot of experience in leadership before you stepped into this work with the National Association of Secondary School Principals. So for those principals that are listening, and I do have principals that are listening that are aspiring leaders or maybe stepping into leadership for the first time too, what are some lessons? And if you want to tie this to a story from your own leadership experience, but if you were going to sit down for coffee with a new leader and say some things to keep in mind as you're stepping into this work, what are some things from your own experience in school leadership that you would want to make sure to share with an aspiring or a current leader? Great question, Will. So we've all been first-time school leaders, and we're all excited about making a difference, right? And we might think that being a school leader means we have to, we have to do it all. And we have to take charge and we have to take the credit. And, and we've all heard the, the phrase culture eats climate for lunch, right? So I would invite us to really explore the power of relationships first. And I know that many aspiring principals, you've heard that you need to take time. We need to take time to build relationships, but it's a thing. It's a real real priority that needs to happen and you're going to be busy building schedules and putting out fires and creating your school improvement plans and practicing fire drills and all these operations in a school and it might be messy but i would say that the most important from my point of view is to take the time to build relationships first and that's with your staff and your teachers with your families. Of course, you know, you might not know every single family by name, uh, but when you show up to events and you talk to people at a basketball game or a choir concert or a musical, it matters. Your presence matters and your presence will help build that relationship because you might not remember that person's name, but, you know, Mrs. Smith or Mr. Hamasaki will remember you. And they remember you because they saw you at that school uh, activity. And so that relationship building is key first so that people realize that you care about them. They feel welcomed and belonged in your school. And when they feel welcomed and belonged, they will start trusting us Mm -hmm. and they will feel like they're important and that you see them. And when people feel that they're seen by you, 
they feel like they matter. And then, you know, then they're partners with us. If they don't feel seen and heard, then it we're sort of like a stranger to them. So number one is relationships matter, period, first and foremost. And that includes the kids. Like the kids need to know that you care about them showing up at their wrestling matches and their band concerts and things like that. The other thing I would say is distributive leadership is paramount. Mm -hmm. So I would say the beginning of my principalship, that's probably something I didn't do well, did not do well, because I thought I don't want to put burden. I don't want to burden people by giving them more things to do, but that's not distributive leadership. Distributive leadership is really believing in people, in your people, in the people, and trusting people with a clear vision. So it's a collective vision that we create together, but then you allow people to then have input and give feedback and share insights and let them help build the vision together. Because as a principal, you can't, I, at least me, I couldn't, I can't do it all. I can't do everything by myself, even if I tried, right? Like the job is too, too big. But when you empower people to, to take ownership of the project or the activity or the master schedule or the whatever, people will do it because they want to do it and they love to do it, not because they have to do it. And it's not one more thing, but it becomes the thing because they believe in it from their hearts because you have involved them in the process from the beginning. So I would say to aspiring principals, and I wish someone would have told me this mm -hmm. one relationships, but for real, like not just, Oh, I'm going to spend time buying them pizza and then I'm going to leave. No, you have to till the relationship, fertilize the soil, get to know people and, um, and then distributive leadership, build the systems and structures in your organization so that you can empower your people and trust them to do the right work with the collective vision guiding the way. Wow. There's so much wisdom in that, Robin. You know, when I, when I wrote my first book, Principle Matters, I was trying to think of the tagline that would encapsulate what it means to be a leader. And I still don't think I got it right, but I, I wrote the, the motivation, action, and teamwork needed for school leaders because you're right in people before profession relationship and then relying on others because and I like to say this tuck in your cape you're not a superhero um, ask other people for help because you're surrounded by others who have that same passion too uh -huh. you've also spent a lot of time coaching and developing um, experienced leaders and you in fact the principal leadership institute that you were able to design for the Colorado Department of Education was an amazing development across your state for leaders to know how they could grow through coaching among from other leaders to leaders. So, so I wanted to also ask you when you're working with developing leaders, what are some of the what are some thoughts or experiences that you've had in coaching that might be helpful for someone to think about? Um, and I'm gonna point directly to, to a skill that I know you have, and that is a skill in asking really good questions. So would you help us understand um, a little bit about the importance of questions and reflection in working with developing leaders? Absolutely. So in my perspective, from my perspective, when, when we're developing leaders, 
Okay, so as a principal, I would say when I first became a principal, I thought my part of my job was to help fix things and fix people and fix whatever, right? Whatever needed to be fixed. And I I didn't quickly realize, like it took several years, but I re- started to realize that, no, my job is not to fix people or things. My job is to empower people so that they grow to think and feel confident about the solutions that they might produce to fix their own things and to, to, to heal themselves, if you wish. So through coaching, which has been a powerful tool and strategy, through coaching, you can really empower people to do their own thinking. And that's the goal of a coach, at least for me, to empower people to think about things through some coaching and questioning. So many times people have, I really believe this, people have their solutions in their head, but there's so much going on in their heads and their brains that it's it's not calm yet enough for them to sort of make sense of what's going on in their brains. So as a coach, if you're asking deep questions and not open-ended, not, I'm sorry, not closed-ended, yes, no questions, but open-ended questions um, and not why, not why did you do this, Will, but what might be some reasons why you did that, Will? That opens up someone's thinking about why they're doing what they're doing. And through questioning very strategically, you can help unpack people's thinking and that clutter that's that might be in their heads to help release some of the energy and ideas to flow. And with questioning, I also I also always thought just questions was the powerful strategy, but actually it's the paraphrasing. So paraphrasing is probably even more important than the questioning, because what happens is when someone's speaking, they're speaking what they're thinking, but they're not thinking sometimes, right? And they don't hear what they're speaking. They just talk. And when we paraphrase a person's thinking, what happens is they get to hear back what they just said through a paraphrase. And that supports their thinking because they didn't hear themselves when they talk. They just talk. But when we paraphrase, they hear what they just said. And then we come back with a question. It brings their thinking to a higher level. And they start realizing some really interesting creative solutions to things that they never thought about before. That's the power of coaching. I love it. So so what I just heard you say is that questions allow leaders to get the thoughts that are already in their minds and the potential solutions that are already available to the forefront of their thinking mm-hmm. and to be able to articulate them, express them in ways that if you can help them see what they're already imagining as a solution, that sometimes that paraphrasing back to them, repeating back to them helps them then re- recognize that the answer is right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so, and in fact, I just did to you, what you were recommending that we do as leaders, I paraphrase back to you, what you just said, Robin, and you do that to me. Cause whenever we've shared coaching sessions and principal matters, listeners, Robin and our good enough friends, and I'm just going to say, we're big enough education nerds that we (laughs) will set, that we set up meetings where Robin will share or she'll reflect with me with questions. And then the next time I'll do questions with Robin and it is powerful. It is so powerful to, to do that together, Robin. So I, I love that. Any other thoughts on that? Yes, um, because when we paraphrase, Will, 
you know, we're just, so paraphrasing means that we're deeply listening to. We're not thinking about what we're saying or thinking about what we're going to say after, after the person's done speaking. We're actually really truly listening to what they're saying because we're paraphrasing back. And we're not just repeating what they're saying back. We're, we're paraphrasing in a different way what they said, which allows shifts to happen. And when we paraphrase incorrectly, because, hey, I'm not the expert paraphraser, right? Yeah. If I say something and I paraphrase and, you know, I say, yeah, is that, is that what, is that right? Well, and the person will say, no, that's not what I meant, right? So you cannot get paraphrasing wrong. You, you can deeply listen, give it a try, paraphrase back, and they will say, yes, that's exactly what I meant. Or no, not quite, but this is what I meant. And then they'll clarify even more. So it's a fun way to get people to think and then hear back what they're thinking and then support them into raising their thoughts and in, in, into a different dimension. It's it's so fun. Well, I know that we're sitting in a room with my friend Robin Hamasaki from NASSP, but I'm going to give a plug to our friends over at NAESP that have a coaching and mentoring program that you and I both went through and got certified yes. together through together several years ago. It's an amazing opportunity to get some in-depth instruction in coaching, but you're going to get a taste of that at this summer's national conference too. Well, Robin, as we wrap up, I, I don't want to leave this conversation without also asking you about another piece of your life's work. And there's a lot of pieces to the to the beautiful puzzle of Robin Hamasaki. And one of those pieces is 32 years in the U.S. Army Reserves retiring as a colonel. I just have to ask you the question, you know, you've had a lot of history of leadership also in the military. And I'm curious how that military experience influenced the way you led as a school leader, because you were doing that in tandem. So I'm just, I just want to make sure I ask that question for, for, because a lot of leaders, um, their life's work has been in school and maybe they have something else they've done in addition to that, but you were really responsible for a lot as both a school leader and as a, uh, as an army officer, how did those two worlds influence each other? So that's a fascinating question because will those two worlds align? And you might not think they align, but, but they do because both worlds allowed me to serve. Mm -hmm. In my principal role, I served our teachers and staffs and our students and families. And I, like, I believed in that. I believed that that was my calling to serve people, to grow, to be the best versions of themselves, to continue to learn, right? To be the best that they can be. And in the military, it's the same, it's the same alignment. I, I served my soldiers, I served my soldiers, uh, our country. I served, uh, so my in my role, I was a human resources officer. So I'm a personnel officer. And I, part of my job was to grow, grow people, grow soldiers from when they first got into the military to whether they were on the enlisted track to become a Sergeant Major or um, an officer track to become, you know, a Lieutenant Captain Major, Lieutenant Colonel Colonel general someday. And so both in both worlds, my goal was to care for people, to build relationships, to guide and nurture people so that they can go down a path that was a successful path for them to keep them safe, right? Both students and, and my soldiers, I wanted to keep my soldiers safe. 
So we had to do training to make sure that they were safe, just like we do school. We do we do fire drills. We do all kinds of things to keep students safe. But but the bottom line is, in both worlds, I was always working with a team of people. So it wasn't just me. And the team of people collaborated together to serve other people, to be safe, to, to be all they can be, to grow into wonderful human beings or army officers and enlisted soldiers so that they can make the world a better place. Really, the two aligned. And I, I oftentimes felt when I was a principal, I would take some of my commander leadership skills and I would use them in, in the school setting, whether it's planning or coordinating or making sure that people were safe. And then I would, as a commander, I would take just what I learned, what I was doing in the principalship. Um, for instance, relationships matter, right? Doing my best matter. Um, selfless service matters. I, I can't say, oh, it's time to go. I can't serve my soldiers anymore. Like, no, if it's 7.30 at night and I have to take care of a business, then I have to take care of business. So to me, the two worlds aligned really beautifully. And I didn't have to think, okay, I'm a soldier now I'm a, and a principal now. It just um, materialized. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, personal courage. When you think about that, those are the tenets of, of an army officer. And it there's an acronym that I just spelled leadership, mm -hmm. but kind of an acronym like L-D-R-S-H-I-P leadership. If you think about those words that I just spoke, those pertain very directly to the principalship. Loyalty to our families, duty to our students, respect for all, selfless service. You're going to work till all students are learning. Honor, we're not doing it for the money. Let's face it. We're not doing it for anything else, but because we care about our kids, integrity, right? Doing right from wrong. We, we always need to do the right thing. What's best for our kids, what's best for our soldiers. And then personal courage to show up every day and be the courageous leaders that we are, even in the midst of chaos and challenges. We, we just do it because we know it's what we were born to do. Principal Matters listeners, if you want to become a better leader, which is what we called this episode, episode 346, Becoming a Better Leader with Robin Hamasaki, <clears throat> you just got 30 minutes, well, what, what, however long we've got on this episode, 35, 40 minutes of, of incredible takeaways. So Robin, I, I just have to repeat some things that you've said in this conversation today. One, building relationships comes first. Two, distributed leadership is paramount. Three, our job is not to fix people. It is to empower people towards solutions. And four, our roles as leaders is to serve. And serving is leadership, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And if you want more of this kind of leadership conversation, then you need to join me and Robin in July in Denver for the Ignite National Association of Secondary School Principals Conference. And if you're listening to this in the, my archives and you've missed the conference, guess what? You can still connect with Robin and her resources. So Robin, how can people stay connected with you? And any parting words of advice you want to give listeners as we wrap up? Yes, thank you. I'm going to let you know how you can connect with me first, and then I'm going to share my parting words. 
So please continue to reach out at NASSP. You can find me on the NSSP website, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And, and Will, you can always say, hey, Will, what's that person who you talked about the other, with, the other day? Oh, it's Robin. All right, Robin from Colorado. And I leave you with this, my favorite quote from Maya Angelou. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Remember that leadership matters, relationships connect. Thanks. Robin Hamasaki, thank you for inspiring us. And Principal Matters listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen and to learn today. And until next time, thanks for doing what matters. We'll talk to you soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.